Thank you for listening to Fearless LA. We believe that where love is greater, fear is less. Tune in today for a life-changing message from our lead pastor, Christy Johnson. We're going to go to Ephesians 6 to talk about prayer. And it says this in Ephesians 6, 18. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions. Now, you know, every moment is a good moment to pray. There's always an appropriate moment to pray. And the Bible's saying it's on all moments, all occasions. Uh, when it's going good, when it's going bad. When, it's, when you're in the middle of the fire, and then when you're outside of the fire, and God's giving you the victory, it's good to pray. It's good to pray when you're at the top of the game. It's good to pray when you're at the very bottom. It's good to pray when you're feeling fearful, and it's good to pray when you're fear, feeling fearless. It's good to pray when you're, you're, you're down and out. It's good to pray when you're, you're positive and things are happening for you. I want to paint the picture that there's not just one moment to pray, but in all occasions in our life, it is good to have relationship with God. I don't want to just have relationship with him in a storm. I want to have relation. That's not relationship. I don't want to just pull and, and be something that withdraws. I, I want just to talk to God. I need God. I need God in the good times. I need him in the bad times. I, I need him in the, every moment in my life. So it says, hey, guess what? The, every moment is a good time. Anytime is a good time to bless the Lord. Anytime is a good time to pray with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying. For the Lord's people. Pray also for me, Paul's saying, that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it. How? Fearlessly. Pray fearlessly. I love that. As I should. Prayer is an amazing thing. It's a powerful thing. Have, have you personally experienced prayer to be such a life-changing thing? In uh, and, and, and prayer, I, I think for, for many in the American church, you know, praise and worship is, is an awesome thing. And we come out with all these albums, and it's been an awesome thing. There's been just a resurgence of praise and worship, and that's awesome. But I kind of feel like prayer has kind of fizzled out a little bit. And it's this kind of dusty old thing that we, we, we've talked about, but do we really personally have this habit uh, um, of not just a prayer life, but a life of prayer? Just a life of prayer, just a lifestyle of prayer, and how important. I just really, really, truly believe, church, that, that the things that God wants to do, that me and Jeremy have in our hearts, um, you know, we, if I told you some of your eyes would be so big, because it's hard to, you know, the, the, we want to have campuses. We want to do a lot of things. But I know the things that God wants to do can only come through the vehicle of prayer. Really believing, really having faith for it to happen. I don't believe it's just going to happen by osmosis. I don't think it's going to happen because we're, we're, we're faithful and coming every week. I don't think it's going to happen because we're just good people. I think that there's going to be something that happens when we bombard heaven with our requests. And we say, God, I need you to make a way that's in my mind, in the spirit. I need you to push it into the natural in Jesus' name. Only some things will come. There's some things that, that come, yeah, through praise and worship. And I understand that. But there's a whole other 
side of prayer that prayer brings some things that praise and worship will never bring about in your life. And, and, and so I, I just want us to have a culture, not only in our, our church, not just like Sundays, a church and a building, but I want you to have that, that lifestyle, and, and, and that, that knowing that you have that direct uh, access, that direct phone line, that direct communication with your father right there. And, and, and um, my, I want us to start learning too to pray, um, def not just defensively, but offensively. So many times I've prayed defensively. I'm in it. I'm in the pain. God, help me. We're, we're doing the emergency 911 type prayers, you know? Like, oh my goodness, if you don't come through now, I'm gonna die, you know? Like, God, help me. My, my family's about to be ripped apart. My, my kids are sick. You know, my marriage is, is broken up. You know, these are ha things happen happening with my family and we're praying, we're praying in the middle of it. But what if we actually prayed offensively before it ever takes place? We're starting to cover our family in prayer. We're covering our family in protection. We're covering our family in safety. We're starting to pray over our finances before they get snuffed out by some weird tragedy. We're starting to prevent things through prayer that should have come, but they didn't come because we begin to plead the blood over those things in our life. What if we actually prayed offensively, not just defensively, we would prevent, we would prevent a lot of storms and a lot of battles because as we pray, the Bible says it actually dispatches angels on our behalf. We don't know what the angels are going to do, but it's like the prayer is just like releasing and dispatching. Oh, I see there's a fire that's going to start right here. I see there's something that's going to about to be brewed right here. This, this wreck could happen and they could get and they could die, but I'm going to just do something because she's praying offensively. I'm going to just move her car over so she doesn't get in that wreck. Y'all catch what I'm saying this morning. Can we be prayer warriors that pray offensively and defensively? My mom, my mom, y'all know my mom, and anyone that knows my mom, she is an intercessor. Since I, I was little, my mom always had her Deborah's Army. She called Deborah's Army. She'd be in this little room and with, with smelly carpet, and she would just take off her shoes. She would do this like this, and she would just start, she would just go like this. Like, and she'd pray. I was like, what, does, is my mom okay? Like, I didn't know. She, she's like, why don't you take off your shoes? I'm like, no, everyone's feet stink. Like, I don't understand why you take off your shoes. So, um, and I have heels on and I'm, did y'all know I'm pregnant? So every Sunday I, I'm a new week. So I get to announce you I'm 15 weeks today. I love doing this with you guys as a church family. It's so fun. Help me not to fall God while I'm pregnant. Um, my mom would like dance, do this like Indian March. I don't know what it was. And she, my mom, you know, people get nodules. Like Jeremy's gotten nodules on his vocal cords because he preaches hard. And then, you know, I've gotten nodules because I sang hard, I just sang passion. You know, people usually get nodules from that. She went to the doctor and they go, what do you sing? Do you preach? No, no. She goes, I pray. She got nodules, church, two times because she just prayed the mess out of people. I mean, the junk out of people. She's like, you got a devil? I'll pray that thing out so quick. She'd get her anointing oil out from some other country and she would slap it on. You know what I'm saying? My mom was like, my mom was like the Pentecostal, like, go crazy. You don't mess with her. You don't touch. She's going to pray. 
And, and so I just learned from my mom, like my crazy mom, but, but she taught me and she instilled this thing in me, the importance. Every time I call my mom about some, honey, have you, how, have you prayed? If you haven't, uh-uh, stop telling me about it. We're gonna just, we're gonna pray right now. She's got, I got my prayer team on and she's got like 500 people on her prayer team right now. She has a prayer team that just begins to break chains. People get free. Um, and, and, and it's, it's such a powerful thing that we have this weapon, this lethal weapon. Wow, powerful weapon that many times I kind of fail to pick up. I'm probably maybe good at praise and worship. I love worship. But when it comes to prayer, it's such a discipline, right? Such a discipline. And it's so much easier um, just to run to somebody else and tell them and dump and feel better. But really, do we feel a lot better? Because most of the time, they're just as confused in their life as we are. <laughs> they're like, I don't know what to do. And then I'm like, I don't know what to do either. We all don't know what to do. And, and, and we go to God who knows what to do. And he does have the answers. He's all-knowing, all-powerful, almighty God. And we could just go to him and just begin to give him everything. Isn't that good? So I, I just, I, I just want to get us to a place where we are, we're excited about prayer. I would love to have a prayer meeting for our church, you know, when we have a building and we won't have to say much about it. We maybe tell you one time and it's just packed to capacity. That's unheard of, you know, because it's, it's maybe not the cool thing, but wow, like what could we shake in this city if two or more are gathered together and we have a couple hundred in this room together in my name he says i will be with you and it shall be done it not might be done and i'm hoping it will be done and maybe there's a chance 90 percent chance it will be done no 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 no. god says nah -uh. it shall be done in your life it is finished it is done all you have to do is come to me and just come to me with something called prayer, which is not an eloquent, uh, you're just trying to figure out all the right words. That's why when we time in pre-service prayer, it's many times hard for people to grab the mic because they're thinking too much about having to say, oh, he's a father. If my kids, Brave and Lyric, come to me, they don't ever have to have all the right words. I don't care if Brave stutters and stutters and stutters over his words. Actually, I think it's cuter when he does it. And so I, I just let him take five or 10 minutes to let out one sentence sometimes because it's the most precious thing that he's just just trying to communicate with his mom and the precious thing is that he's trying to communicate with his father and when father God looks at you he's not looking at every little thing that you say and it's correct and perfection he is looking at humility he's looking at his sons and daughters just come to me like that come to me as you are I just want to hear your voice doesn't matter if you're crying you're stuttering doesn't matter he, I could see him just father God with this huge smile on his face huh isn't that what a father is? I'm not going to get mad at Brave because he stuttered. I'm not, ever. You can never get mad at your son. So we're going to get into this. I want to share with you five reasons why we cannot go on without prayer. Five reasons why we, it is vital, prayer is vital, why we, it is, it is, it is so important. It is so 
uh, vital. It is, it, it, is, it is a breath in our life. It's everything to live and to move on. I can go without a lot of things in my life. I can probably go without a lot of money, you know, for the rest of my life. Some of you maybe think you can't go without being married, but you can. You can live. You know, we can live. We can live without being married. Some of you are like, no, I can't live. <laughs> I don't want you to burn with lust. <laughs> no, but we can, we, there's some things we like, you know, we can live without a nice house. We can live without some of these things that we really want. But I just want to let you know, there is one thing you cannot go without. You cannot go without prayer. You can't. You can't. So, so I'm going to tell you, you go, well, why is that? I'm going to give you five reasons why we cannot go without prayer. You all ready, church? Prayer empties the heart of its cares. It empties the heart of its cares. Without prayer, you collect more baggage, more problems, more stress, more frustrations than what can be relieved anywhere. Many of us are flooded. We're inundated with stress. We're inundated, especially in LA, it's stressful. We're inundated, we're, we collect so much. And many of us stay that way because we don't pray. We fail to pray. We, we empty our cares and our stuff with people, but people aren't doing it. People can't do the job that Jesus does. So when we pray, we're emptying all the stuff that we have collected and, and we put on our back and the baggage. I feel like I see like a huge backpack that we wear of just junk that you're like, I can't just think of a bunch of rocks holding. That's what it is. It's like holding a bunch and we've collected and collected and collected and collected and collected to where we're going to collapse and die because we were not meant to carry and collect all this stuff. But what prayer does, it just empties. It, it, it takes it out and empties our cares. It empties all the concerns. It empties all your worries upon God. That is good news today. Only the pure in heart will see God. The Bible says only the pure in heart. And pure is, is this. Pure in the, in the Greek is catharis, where we get the word um, catheter, which means to clean out the heart. So you cannot see what God is doing in your life if you don't empty yourself and clean yourself out in your heart. There's so much clutter when we come into the presence of God. So much clutter when we try to worship God. And we can't feel him, we can't see God, we're struggling hearing from him, we don't know where our direction is, we don't know what he's trying to say. And it's because he's saying, I can't get through all that junk. He goes, you have to empty it, and when you empty it, there's a purity that comes in your heart. The impure things are removed. The pure in heart shall see God. I can see him. I can know him. I can have relationship with him. But all this stuff is in the way. Just remove it out. Just put, he said, just throw it. Look, I love this. Hannah, you know, y'all heard me preach that sermon about Hannah. Y'all know the story. She loved, she wanted a child. She was desiring a child. She had a promise from God, but the Lord had shut her womb. But the biggest reason that, it, that she was prevented from having a child, the Bible said she was of a sorrowful spirit. And there was a moment where Hannah, the Bible says she went up to the temple and she began to pray. And she began to pray to a point where no words could come out. 
And she couldn't even, she was just moaning. Actually, the, the, the Eli, the priest, thought she was drunk. She goes, Hannah, are you drunk? Get away your drunken self. And, and, she, and she didn't think that was funny. She's like, no, no, no. I ain't drunk. I, I'm going through some stuff. What I'm doing is I'm casting my cares. I'm actually giving my, my I'm, I'm giving him my stuff. I'm giving all the stuff I've collected. I feel this way and all these things. And she was unleashing before God. She was, she was, she was just almost like, you know, when people like vomit on you sometimes, you're like, oh, goodness gracious. I mean, that's what you could do with God, but God's not like goodness gracious. He's like, I already knew. I knew you were going to go through that. He's not surprised. He, he goes, she goes, she, and right when she did that church, she began to give him her sorrow. The Bible says she conceived her son. She gave birth to her miracle Samuel, and he was a prophet to the nations. The moment she began to just go, I'm going to cast empty, empty my heart of its cares. First Peter 5, 7 says this, cast all your cares and all your anxieties is what the NIV says on him because why? He does care for you. He, he cares about what you care about. He, he goes through that. He, he, he does, he gets concerned by your concerns. It's not just like he hears all of life's problems and he's like, no, no. He goes, hey, I just want you to know I, I care so much about you. You can tell me, you can tell me what you're walking through. And I love that Peter is, he's a fisherman. So he, he's using a metaphor in this. Um, Peter, as a fisherman, you know what you do. You cast your nets. So, you know, you'd have a net in, in the boat and I've never done this, but I'm just imagining you have this huge, crazy big net and, it, and it's long and they have these big heavy nets and, and it probably got tangled up. But what he would do is the only way to get fish, if he left the net in the boat, he'd never get any fish. He wouldn't get anything. There'd be nothing that comes back to him. So he could sit there and complain and complain and complain until he actually, he would have to get that thing, open it up and he would cast that thing, that net all the way away from him, outside of him, outside of the boat, and into the sea, trusting that the sea would do its job and the fish would come flooding in that net. And I'm here to tell you, many of us are frustrated that our net hasn't been filled up with the promises and, and, and the blessing that we're asking and the solutions, but we're sitting here with a net and going, no, 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 I don't know if I trust you with this. You're holding on to your marriage. You're holding on to the fact that you're not married or you don't have kids or these things that you want or your dreams or your goals and your jobs and all these ambitions. And he's going, guess what? You can keep complaining, but I'm not honoring your distrust. I honor when you throw out your net and say, God, I give you these areas and I know, God, what's going to come back in that net is a full net. It's a full net. He'll fill it up with stuff. He'll fill it up. We can't hold it and think God's going to go, okay, I'll give you a husband. You're holding. No, 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 no. That's not how God works. He goes, no, I want all of you. I want all of you. Cast it out. Give it to me and then let go and then I'll give it. Let go and then let go. Let go is hard. 
it is, it's, that's, it is real. It's very hard to let go and let God. But if you've tried it before, you can look back at how that felt and what God did when you did let go. And you can see, man, it was worth me letting go because of what he gave me back in return was so much greater than what I could have done with that in my hands. Amen. This is what it says. It says prayer empties the heart of his cares. Empties. Just empty your heart. Let him have it. Let him know. Let him know everything. It's, it's practical, simple, but sometimes it's actually difficult for us to do. Why? Because it's a spiritual thing. It's spiritual. It's so spiritual. It's hard. It's, it's not hard to come to church. I mean, there's little things. But y'all know that all hell breaks through sometimes before. My kids go crazy on Sundays. What, is, what demon entered your body today? I, I rebuke it. They need deliverance before. My, my little boy needs deliverance from video games. It is terrible, you guys. Like, like sometimes, it all help. Why? why does it happen on Sunday? Because it's a spiritual thing. Anything that is a spiritual thing that you should engage in, there's going to be warfare and pushback behind it. It's not hard to lift your hands and worship. Why is it really hard? It's a spiritual act. When you begin to engage in something in the spirit called prayer... It moves mountains. It changes things. It turns things upside down. Goes empty your heart. I'm, I'm talking too long. I need to go to point two. Gosh. Prayer acknowledges that the answer is beyond your human ability. Prayer acknowledges that I don't have the answer, but I have to go outside of myself to get the answer. It admits to yourself and to God that you realize you don't have the answers and solutions to all of life's problems. You can't fix everything. The moment you bow your head, you begin to recognize that there are some things that are beyond my control and beyond my grasp, and I need a supernatural touch from God to help me get out of it. It is so freeing to know I don't have to do it all myself. It's so freeing to know that I don't have to fix it all. It's so freeing to know that I don't have to fix my problems. It is so freeing to know I don't have to fix my family. That God can help my family. It is freeing to know if we could just release that and go, God, like, like I can't deal with this situation with my finances, but I give it to you, God. I need your help on how to raise my children. I don't really know how to do it. I need, I come to you right now. It's like bowing your head and going, God, I realize that there's some impossible things in my life. There's some impossible things, and I need you to come in. I need you to bring a breakthrough. I need you to bring an answer, God. I don't have the answers. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. We are some smart people in this world, but we are not smart enough. Oh my goodness, his ways and his thoughts, and, and it's humbling, right? It's a humbling thing to say, I need to just go. God's gonna have to do this. It's like men in directions. Men in directions, it's, it's bad. I mean, ways is coming. Jeremy's done better with it now, but before ways and before MapQuest, Oh my goodness, he would never stop for directions. I was like, honey, like, we've been on the road for like two hours, and this place should have been like 20 minutes away. Could we stop at the gas station? You know, y'all remember the times where we stop at gas stations for directions? Oh, thank God those days are gone. We have our maps. And then we got our Tom-Toms, and then I threw out my Tom-Tom. Now I have my phone. Come on, amen for, for smartphones. 
They become demonic phones because they stop us from socializing, but they're good for some things, you know what I'm saying? This is the communication. It's, it's stopped our generation. That's a whole nother message. But, but the, the navigation, men and direction, you know? And so, so I, I've been like, honey, like you have to stop. And sometimes still, he won't turn on the nav system. I'm like, honey, come on. You need to humble yourself before the Lord and, and before your wife and say you do not know the answer to all of life's problems. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, it, like, hum, no, the, the, well, that's what prayer is. It's kind of going, hey, even when people come and try to withdraw from me, sometimes I'll try to conjure up like an answer for them. Yeah. And, and then something stops me, like Holy Spirit, hey, you don't have to have all the answers to fix their problems. Why don't you just direct them to the one that has the answer? Sometimes I'll go, hey, have you even prayed? No, I just come to you. No, no, I just, I think there's going to be a lot done. If you just run to God for this and you just run and hear what he has to say, it's more than, it's more than positive thinking. It's more than uh, uh, just, just throwing something from the air and I think it's going to be great or I think it's, it's going to be good. It's more than positive thinking. It's putting my hope in Jesus Christ. Prayer brings a faith that now I have a hope. I have an anchor in Jesus Christ. It is greater than positive thinking. Just, just your pause, because there's a lot of positive thinkers that do not have a prayer life at all. Actually aren't even believers, but they're positive thinkers. It is beyond that. It's beyond humanism. It's beyond mind power. It's beyond uh, uh, those things that were almost grabbing from a thought that you have and hoping that it comes to pass. No, 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 no. This is prayer and I know it's going to be good. How do you know it's going to be good? Oh, because I just had a conversation with my father and in that conversation, he assured me that things are gonna be okay come on when he speaks to you you can have an assurance and a truth inside of you that cannot be shaken that is an assurance that you can't get from a man that you can't get from some other a religion it is not something that is some supernatural power in me or some suggestive power in me no 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 I, I've talked to the Lord I've been with God and he told me it's gonna be all right that's why it's gonna be all right you know what I'm saying you like get get attitude. No, I don't know. No, 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 no. You no, 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 no. <laughs> Tell him. Number three. Through prayer, we get divine direction. We get divine direction through prayer. You cannot get direction any better. Better. There's no other better way. No better way than through prayer. That's the best way we can get direction. The greatest message from that story of Jonah and, and how he was swallowed up in the whale. The greatest message is that when you make decisions outside of prayer, it leads to storms, leads to destruction. He just did it outside of prayer. He didn't ask the Lord what he should do about what he, God told him. He just decided to go his own way. He got swallowed up in a whale. That is a, a bad consequence, man. And, and the belly of a whale, I mean, disgusting, almost died. Because he didn't consult God. I mean, my judgment is so small compared to him being the, the beginning and the end, the author and finisher of my faith. I could trust him. I, I, don't have to, I can't trust everyone's judgment, but I could trust God's. I mean, you know, every time, Isaiah says he's my wonderful counselor. He counsels me. We, 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 many times we have to have 20 counselors but what if he was actually our counselor? 
we may not need the 20 counselors. I'm not against having a counselor to help us, but I'm not, I'm not about having a counselor to help us in replacement for Jesus Christ being our counselor, right? We have to go to him, say, God, I need your counsel. I need your help with this. I don't do anything. We don't do anything without God. We don't, we don't, we're not going to start another campus without God, we're, without consulting God. I'm not, I'm not going to have another child. We prayed about it without asking God, do you want this? I'm not going to do it. We're not going to start another program without asking the Lord. We're not going to do any, bring a speaker in without asking the Lord. I'm not going to do anything. We don't take a job without consulting God. We don't take a position without consulting God. We don't, we don't do anything. We don't get married, choose our mate without asking God. We don't start dating somebody without asking God. We talk to God about everything. In all your ways, acknowledge God and he shall direct your path. In all things, acknowledge me. In everything, I want you to talk to me. Acknowledge me in your business. Acknowledge me in your dreams. Acknowledge me in your plans. Acknowledge me in your family. Acknowledge me in where you want to go and what you want to do. Do you all get that? In all your ways. When you acknowledge him, he goes, I promise the good, the best news is, guess what? I don't have to be confused about the path. Wow, he maps out the path for me. It may not be years out. That's usually us. And then he wants to switch it all up just because he likes to do that. He goes, I'll give you the path. It may not be a huge floodlight, it's a little spotlight, but I'll give you that, acknowledge it. We, we don't acknowledge, he's saying this because many times we just don't acknowledge him. In it. We just take the job. We go date the person. And then there's so many things in our lives that I found that are preventable, that are preventable, mistakes that are preventable if we would have just consulted God. We have enough issues in, in our world. We have enough storms that we're going to just go through because we live here than, than just having other ones because we made bad decisions. So God's going, hey, consult me. And guess what? You'll be able to fly through some of these things that you are going to, yeah. Some bad relationships. I learned a lot. Yeah, you did learn a lot. But if you could take that back. Some people go, I would never take it back. Yes, you would. What if you could actually not get abused in that relationship because you chose... You chose to be with them because you didn't consult the Lord. He would have said no way, but you did it anyway. Do you know what I'm saying? We, we have to use wisdom. And we go to God who gives us wisdom for life. And then I'm not saying that means life is going to be easy. But what if there's some things that could have been stopped because we stopped and said, I acknowledge you in this relationship. What do you think, God? I don't know. <laughs> You're like, I don't know if that was the devil, so I'm just going to keep going. You know, it's hard when we hear God. The Holy Spirit tells us usually the opposite of what we want to do, our flesh. But he says, acknowledge me. It says this. I'm running out of time. Number four. Prayer strengthens. Actually, I want to go through this, this part before we go to point four. When you seek him for divine direction, you are responding to what Jesus prayed when he said, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The will of God is done in heaven, but the problem is the will of God is not done on earth. So when the disciples went to Jesus and said, teach us how to pray, he said, pray that the will of heaven becomes the will on earth. In other words, prayer is the umbilical cord between the, the will of heaven and the will on earth. Okay, are you catching this? So when we begin to pray, 
what happens is we are able to experience in our house what's in God's house. When we pray, we are getting to experience the will of heaven on earth in our house. So if the will of heaven says you shall not be sick, you shall be made whole, and there's somebody sick on this earth, you begin to pray like you've never prayed, and all of a sudden it connects no sickness and healing power on earth. Oh, that's some free, exciting news. In heaven, there's no poverty, there's no lack. Oh, I'm calling it down. In Jesus' name, I pray right now that you would just begin to breathe abundance, that we break that spirit of lack. I break a spirit of poverty. I ask God for abundance. All of a sudden, when you pray, there's something connecting that heavenly thing down to earth, and that is the power of prayer right there. That is the power of prayer. I'm connecting the beauty of heaven, the wonder of heaven, to, for us to experience it here on earth. Wholeness. We can be whole here. We don't have to wait to be whole in our mind up in heaven. I call it down. I command fear to leave. I command sickness to go. I command protection. And you begin to command and demand the devil. You can boss the devil around. Build up your finger and boss them around. That's what the, uh, my kids, they go, they go to school. And they said, you can't boss anybody else. You shouldn't do that, but you should boss the devil. Boss him. Boss him out of your life. Boss him out of your family. Boss him. Get, get attitude. We know how to get attitude. Come on. Don't, you know, act all holy like you're Jesus' second cousin. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are like, we have attitude. Oh, get some attitude. Attitude. Oh, man. I command you to leave. I declare you have to get out of my house. Get out of my money. Get out of my boss. That's demonic to me. You know what I'm saying? Give me grace, God. Give me patience, God. I command heaven on earth in Jesus' name. Number four, y'all learning something today. Prayer strengthens our intimacy with the Father. It doesn't strengthen our intimacy with preachers, with churches, with doctrines, but with God. Most people know God through um, a building. Most people just know God through an institution. But if we were to not have this, many would not know how to have communication relationship with the Father. I think that that's a true statement in many of our lives at many times in our lives. Many times we, we just look and wait for Sunday, or we wait to be fed, or we wait for the right song, or we write, wait for the right uh, worship leader, the singer, to, to uh, stimulate some sort of relationship with God because it's, it's void of a personal relationship, right? And, and many times we use those things and we ask, uh, we wait for the right you know, message. We have to even have the right preacher. We don't want to guess. I want certain people to speak to me. I want certain things. I want certain lights. I want the screens. And, and we do that to cover up sometimes for the fact that we don't have intimacy with the Father because I want you to have intimacy with me, not through any of the stage stuff. Like if you ripped all this out, would you still be able to go? Go in, like, go in with God. I mean, not waiting for today. Really just, it's, a, it's during the, if you wait to today, it's a religious thing, right? This is relationship. I hope I wouldn't just wait for one 
time a week to say hi to my husband. That would be just, I have the weirdest cold relationship ever. Just signed a contract and that's it. We live under a roof, but there's no intimacy. The, the intimacy comes from open, open, vulnerable conversations with God. And that's what we need. Get back to the rawness. The first church had rawness, rawness and realness. They didn't expect any sound technician to come in, do good, you know, all these awesome instruments. I love them. I mean, and they help us, but, but if something broke or something happened even, would, would it be okay? Would we be like thrown off and like, what do I do? Or do we really have, you know, do you all know what I'm saying? Or following what I'm saying? I just, I just really long and God longs for, for people that truly are hungry just for him. Like we don't expect to eat once a week food. We, we're hungry every day. In fact, we eat three times a day. Some of us are on this weird keto diet and we do six times a day. We do our snacks. I mean, you know what I'm saying? We eat, we eat, 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 you know? And especially me, I'm pregnant. I love eating. I get it. We eat. We love food. Anyone doesn't love, does, don't love food. We love food. But, but, but like, why, where is our love? Like that, that, that thing for the Lord that just, we have to have it. It's like the food keeps, I get exhausted when I don't eat. I'm tired. I don't want to even talk to people. I get hangry. It's like, how, it should be, it affects you when you don't spiritually talk to God. It affects you. You will be a shell of a person. You'll come in on these doors today. And you might feel like that, just shell of a person. And you're just waiting to hear what I have to say. And that's all you're going to get fed through the week. No, that's, that's not... That's not what God's intended for you. There's so much more that he has. There's so much more he wants to reveal to you. So much more that he wants to say to you. What if you could actually just go to God? You could just go to God. You know, that's the beauty of the of Christian, uh, of our faith, is that I don't have to go to a man to get to God, but the Bible says that I can come boldly into the throne room of grace, that I may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I don't have to have you to go to God for me. I can go straight in to the presence of Almighty God and say, God, I give you my cares. I give you my concerns. I need you to do this in my life. And it's not just Santa Claus. This is the list I need you to do. It's just loving on him too. It's loving on him. It's letting him love you back. It's intimacy, intimacy with the father. Number five, this is why we can't go on without prayer because prayer changes me. Ben, you can come up. Prayer changes me. I'm not trying to change God. I am the Lord thy God and I change not. I am God from everlasting to everlasting. And if God changes, that means he is not as perfect as he says he is. God doesn't change because he is perfect and cannot be improved upon. So if prayer doesn't change God, prayer changes me. Prayer changes you. It changes our attitude. It changes our situation. It changes your perspective. It changes your opinion. It changes your philosophy. It changes some circumstances. It, pray, uh, it changes decisions that you would have made. It, it begins to give you favor where there's no favor. Prayer begins to do something to me. It doesn't do anything to God. He's the same powerful, almighty God. But what happens is me in the fire, he begins to change the way I've looked at it I've been negative I've been critical and there's a new spirit he gives me a new eyesight he gives me on the situation he changes me he changes me he shows me pride in my life he shows me the wrong attitude in my life he does things. this is what the Bible says if my people 
who are called by myself will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive your sin and I will heal your land. God says, if you pray, I will heal you. I will heal you. What is broken? What is undone? He goes, prayer begins to be the conduit for healing in your life. It transfers into healing in your family, healing in your kid's life, healing in your finances, healing in my mind. Come on, we begin to heal. God, we need healing. We need you to heal. We need you to restore. We need you to touch. We need you, God, to do what only you can do. Come on, is there anyone else in here that says, God, I need you to heal some things. I need you to touch some things in my life. Come on, anybody else say, I need God to heal. I need God to restore. God, I need you to heal, God. I need you to heal, Jesus. Heal my mind. Heal my body. Heal this sickness, God. Heal infirmity. Oh, Jesus, heal, God. Heal, God, those fairies in my heart that have been bitter. Lord Jesus, heal the rejection, God. Heal, God. Heal, Jesus. Heal, God. Lord Jesus, touch, God. Change my perspective. Help me to trust you, God. Help me to cast my net, God. Can we just begin to pray right now? Me not pray for you. Me not pray for you. I just want you to stand up and begin to pray that God would just begin to heal some things in your life. Come on, empty your cares before Him. Empty your cares. That's it. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. We let you know, God, everything. Just let Him know everything that you're going through. Hallelujah. God, we need you, Jesus. We need you to touch. We need you to heal. Oh, God, right now, I pray you would begin to restore, God, those things that are suffering, God. I just ask that you would heal this city. That you would touch the city. I ask for revival. I ask for an awakening, God. Prayer is the only thing that's gonna do it. Lord Jesus, we pray, God, you would fix our economic system, social injustice issues, racial lives would be broken. In Jesus' name, we pray right now for unity in our country. We pray right now, God, for governmental issues to be straightened out, God. I pray right now that you would be Lord over this nation. I pray right now, God, that you would heal disease. You would break through, God, things that have been on our lives. Strongholds would be broken. Suicidal spirits have to go right now. I ask right now, God, that you would heal family members. That, Lord, you break addictions, God. That you begin to touch, God. Touch, God. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Just let's do this. I want you to pray the power of prayer. This is what it is. Prayer is our source. We, we, we need to learn how to pray right now. So we're going to hold each other's hands. And you're going to pray for the person on the right and left. You do not know what they're going through. But I bet you anything that they need prayer for healing. Healing anything. So I just want you to start lifting them up. I want you to start praying. Because there's power where two or more are gathered. And there's a lot more than two or more in this room. So can we just audibly, prayer is not a quiet thing. We're going to do it. We're going to be audible in this. We're going to do some intercession prayer. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, that's it. Some of you have never prayed like this. You don't have to have perfect words. It doesn't have to be eloquent. Oh, just say, God, we need you. We need help. Help this person. Touch this person. Yeah, that's it. 
Come on, it can be, you can stutter, it's okay. There's, it's okay, there's no mistakes. Just let it know, God, we need you to heal. Heal their family, heal their hearts, heal their minds. Thank you, Jesus. Revive, refresh, joy, peace, love. Oh, goodness, a favor, uncommon favor. We speak life, we declare goodness, we declare goodness. Enemy, you have to go. We take authority over every attack of the enemy. Come on, take authority. Come on, take authority, church. Yes, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's it, that's it. Jesus. Now just lift up your hands. Let's lift up your hands and sing this. We're going to just sing this out. You're all we need. Come and fill us up. Jesus, come. Jesus, come. Jesus, come in the middle of my storm. Jesus, come in the middle of my pain. Jesus, come in the middle of the abuse. Jesus, come in the middle of injustice. Come in the middle right now. Come in the middle, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. Oh, we call down. We bombard heaven. We bombard heaven. Oh, God, we begin to beat on your chest, God. We need miracles. We need miracles, God. We need breakthrough, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Church, do you feel that? Church, do you feel the power of prayer? Come on, do you feel the power of prayer? There's so much faith in this room. There's so much faith in this room as we all have just become to pray in just a couple minutes. You can do this in your car. Just don't go too crazy because you might stop driving and fall, you know, get in a horrible wreck. <laughs> don't get too lost. But you can do, you can do this anywhere. You can do this at home. You could, you could start praying under your breath at work. Your boss is just going crazy. Just start praying. Some, sometimes they'll shut their mouth and it's because you start praying, you know? There is power. You can do it on all occasions every moment, morning till night. And not just in crisis though. Don't do it in crisis mode, right? Just do it offensively. Let's just release those angels on every area. So then it prevents some things that would have happened and then they don't happen now. Come on. So let's just join hands. Did you guys learn how'd y'all do? Y'all are amazing, man. What an awesome time together. I just want to make sure I give an invitation those. Let's bow your head, close your eyes. Anyone that needs life today, you have heard this message and there's just something in you that goes, I need this Jesus. I need God in my life. Maybe you have received the Lord. It's just you've you've kind of wandered off or you, you, you've neglected that, but, but that relationship in a way, but now you just want to get back close to Him. You want to you wanna go all in. You're not going to just be one foot in. You just want this joy. You want this life that you're seeing everybody else uh, uh, have, and you want it yourself. Come on, I want you to squeeze your neighbor's hand on the count of three. One, two, three. Squeeze your neighbor's hand. You say, I just want this life today. I want this life today. Now on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. 
with that person if they squeezed your hand. Come on, hands all over this place. I wanna see one, two, three. Come on, yeah, come on, come on. Thank you for listening. If you have something that you need prayer for, we would love to pray for you. Visit fearlessla.com slash fearless TV to fill out a prayer request or find more information about Fearless Church.